Mark Fights on 94.3 The Shark. And we want to welcome UFC welterweight Ryan LaFleur to Shark Fights. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. What's going on, Billy? How are you? I'm doing good, man. He's a New York-based fighter hailing from Lindenhurst, New York, and also has a great gym out of Farmingdale, New York, called Long Island MMA. Your last fight was back in December against Mike Pierce, where you won the decision, but now you have a fight coming up with Russian fighter Alexander Yakolev on July 23rd, 2016 at UFC on Fox 20. How do you feel about this matchup with Alexander? I mean, I like my matchup against anybody. Uh, you know, I, I do it because I think I'm good at it, so... Uh, I think he's the guy who's a good guy, he's, you know, good striker, good wrestler. Uh, I just think I'm a little better everywhere. Just like I felt like it with Michael Pierce too, and, you know, look how that worked out. Right. So uh, I think it should be a fun fight, and I think uh, the fans will really like it. Ryan, is there more pressure to beat Yakolev in impressive fashion, knowing that fighting at Madison Square Garden could be on the line? How do you feel about the possibility of finally facing Gunnar Nelson in New York? Yeah, um... I don't really like to look too far ahead into things. You know, I like to, you know, one step at a time because you never know, you know, what could happen in the fight, you know, injury-wise. I just got to look at this guy, uh, Yakolev, because he's not someone I can just look past. And um, and after the fight, then I can start talking about hyping my, myself up for this New York card. So, um, you know, just, you know, baby steps, one step at a time, and then uh, I, I win like I win, and, you know, hopefully... Gunnar Nelson, whoever else is the, the next guy in line. Right. Do you have any predictions for the fight? Uh, the Yakuza fight? I, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to say I'm finishing every fight, but I've, <laughs> all my fights in the UFC have all been decisions, so this is a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Do you know? Did you did you notice a difference? Because I noticed that you know you ring a combat fight, you have finishes, and then you know your fights have gone to the decision in the UFC so far. Uh, is it just a difference in level of talent, or what? Do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, obviously the level of talent is you know is, is tremendously different. But uh, you know what? My first fight in the UFC was. Uh, was a decision. I went to the ha- into the fight with a bad uh, shoulder injury. I couldn't even lift my lift my elbow past my shoulder, and um, so I just knew I just had to tough out the fight. I wasn't in the greatest shape uh, to fight, but I did it anyway. I couldn't, you know, pull out of my my first UFC fight, so I knew that I was going to struggle going into that fight. Then the next fight, I fought the guy, that tough Brazilian, uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio, and I tried everything in my power to finish that fight. And I was just so used to finishing fights, and I was just surprised how that guy wouldn't go down. And after that, I just felt like I was tarnished. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't finish anybody. You know, I had a very tough fight with Court McGee and a tough fight with John Howard, back to back to back. And then um, and then the Maya fight, obviously. That's a, it, was, a, it, it, it was the opposite. I was just kind of surviving. Yeah, that's an impressive win over Court McGee as well, man. What are your thoughts on uh, Maya versus Brown this weekend? I gotta go with Maya no matter what. I, uh, you know, only I, the guy is just uh, he's, he's just an, an expert, you know, at, at MMA. You know, everybody thinks he's this great grappler, which he which he is. So I think he just understands MMA a lot. Like he's comfortable enough on the feet, and he knows that he could strike for a little bit and get the fight to where he wants to go and uh, and do what he wants to do on the ground. He's, you know, I've trained with a lot of guys and I've prepared. I thought I prepared very well for him and he still threw me for a loop and I didn't think he was going to be able to get take down that he got and 
you know, I can't go. I can't see myself going against him for the rest of his career, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, at least in my next question, I was going to ask you your, your thoughts on Maya in general. You know, since that's really so far your only loss in the UFC. That's right. Right, it's my only loss, period, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, that's good stuff. Do you feel that it made you, it's making you a better fighter? It's something that's, you know, progressed yeah. and added to your game? Yeah, 100%. I, uh, I definitely learned a lot. I'm not an invincible. I felt like going into that fight, I thought I was going to knock him out. He's so confident. I felt great. And, and you know, he just chipped, it, chipped away at me and controlled and wore me down. And uh, he was just such a nice guy, very humble. And, you know, a lot of respect from him and, Whenever I see him, you know, I always wish him the best of luck, and I always pull for him. And I, after watching what he did to Gunnar Nelson, I, I didn't feel so bad either. Right. I got to tell you, man, you had a look on your face going into that fight. I was really impressed. You know, and that's going to lead me into asking, what was the experience like fighting in Brazil? It, it, it's the same. You know, there's, there's still eight, eight sides in that octagon. And it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. I think that's the, the only time when my ADD actually plays in, into play, you know, good, you know, for a good matter. Because once I'm in there, I'm like, I'm just locked into fighting and everything else kind of just is like a, a shadow around me. You know, you have to be worried about just fighting your opponent. You know, once the, once that bell rings, it's just you, you and another person. You can't worry about anybody else. Right. So there was no extra nerves going in there. You know, I would have thought yeah. going into Brazil, it's like, you know, it's... It's like, to them, it's like a religion down there. It's like, right. it, it's not right. a sport. It's like a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, everything just right. surrounds around it. But, uh, yeah, I got to feel that, you know, you, you hear from different fighters, and, and if they respect you there in Brazil, that says right. a lot about a fighter. So Yeah, I think my only issue with fighting in Brazil is uh, is the diet, is, is getting food. In it. And the time difference kind of messes me up a little bit. But it's only, I think it was only three hours or two hours. But uh, the food, you know, you can't read any of the nutrition labels. You can't, you don't know what you're eating. You can't communicate too well. You have to have a Brazilian with you at all times. Anytime you go to the supermarket or whatnot, um, that's definitely a pain in the butt. And that, you know, that goes say in uh, in Abu Dhabi and in Sweden too. It's all it's all a pain in the butt. Yeah, you're not the first fighter I've heard that from, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that's my only issue. And then you know, and then obviously like the you know the jet lag stuff. Yeah, once it comes down to fight time, you know, the jet lag is worn off and there's really no excuses. Absolutely. How excited are you that MMA is now legal in the state of New York? Yeah, this is uh, one of the best things that's happened to me since I've been doing uh, MMA. Something I've been dreaming about doing. I've been, you know, my early career, I was had to take that trip down to Atlantic City and bring all my supporters, friends and families and fans with me down to Jersey. And it just didn't feel right. Now, uh, now, finally, I'm on the big show and get to perform in front of our, uh, our hometown, hometown audience. Now, I'm going to ask you an obvious question. Do you now feel your contractual inability to fight for World Series of Fighting was a, a blessing in disguise? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I think they have a, a good organization, but you know, the, the UFC is the, you know, the cream of the crop. And... You know, I'm, I'm def it's definitely a blessing. I was under contract, but a lot of people don't know this. I was already under contract with Zufa uh, even before I signed with World Series of Fighting. I was under contract with, uh, with Strikeforce. I asked for permission to fight out for Strikeforce because they were holding. So then I fought one time in the ring of combat, and right after my ring of combat fight, World Series of, Com uh, World Series of Fighting gave my manager a call and asked for me to fight Josh, Ber Josh Bergman, which who I knew, I watched him fight in the UFC. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's a you know, pretty high-profile fight. You know, more, they offered me more money than I was getting paid in, uh, in ring of combat, so I said yes. And then like about a week later, they, uh, 
The manager called me and said, I don't think, not so fast, buddy. You're still in the contract with Zufa. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> How did they release me? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what was that, that had to be a great feeling. You know, you go to Strikeforce, your your uh, contract is then absorbed by the UFC. You find, you know, you try to go fight somewhere else. Was there just a con- like a, a, some lack of communication there or just not, uh, a, no, a misunderstanding well, with your contract? When I signed with Strikeforce, the UFC already owned that. It was, it was, it was, it was, I signed with them after the UFC bought them. So that was part of the reason why I signed with Strikeforce. Oh. And then, uh, I just didn't know what they were going to do with my contract. And they told me they were going to give, they, you know, they would give me a chance if I showed, if I, if, you know, if I, if I won my fight outside of the UFC, outside of Zufa. So I went and won, but I couldn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to go banking, waiting, waiting for their phone call. Like, you know, I had an opportunity to fight somewhere else and I, and I jumped on it. It, it, it was, you know, no hard feelings. It was business. Absolutely. And then they called me, and I said, "Oh, great." Now, just a little side note, just between you and me, because I happen to know Ray Seffo. Uh, what's your relationship with them over there at World Series of Fighting? They're pretty, pretty decent guys over there, you know. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't say, yeah, I couldn't say a bad thing. And there was no, there was no, you know, there was no hard feelings with you know me going. They understood 100. percent You know what I did. The UFC, I think, matched or, or paid me offered more than what I was getting paid with with uh, World Series of Fighting and they know they know that they really don't they can't compete but you know I watch them I have a lot of my friends fight with them and I think they got some tremendous fighters uh, fighting for them and it's, it's not the UFC Speaking of the UFC you've been on some really good fight cards so far and I was going to ask you how do you feel the UFC's treated you so far? Um I I think they've pretty well I, you know I, I look I look at it with the matchups I like the matchups they've given me so far uh, the Maya fight was my fight to win, and I don't think that, uh, you know, obviously I didn't ex- execute my game plan that I wanted to, but I thought that was a great matchup they gave me, and I don't care who else is fighting on the card. It's just, I just care about who I'm fighting, and I think they've done a great job of setting me up with the right opponents uh, as, as of late, so... Yeah, let's keep them coming. Absolutely. You know, you talk about it. I mean, talk about, I mean, taking care of you. I mean, it it would be great to make it to that November 12th fight card at Madison Square Garden. But I'll tell you what, man, to be on this UFC on Fox 20 fight card. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. My my team, my friend and teammate, uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson, got announced on the card, and I really like that fight. It's, uh, you know, I'm surprised they waited this long to announce that fight because it, you know, it was like, seems like something that should have been called a while ago. And, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I think it should be fun. Now, you're in the welterweight division, all right, which has some legendary fighters in there. Of course, naturally, guys like uh, George St. Pierre and uh, Nick right. Diaz. What are your thoughts on those two fighters and uh, po- a possible return uh, for George St. Pierre? Uh, GSP has always been, you know, I don't like to use the term idol, but it's just somebody I like to uh, resemble or kind of mimic a little bit with, with his fighting style. Like, I always respect the fact that he was always you know, the most well-rounded fighter as I was coming up, coming up at the ranks and I watched him fight and, you know, I tried to emulate, tried to emulate you know, his style. But, um, you know, but, you know, I think, I think him, his return should be, it should be interesting. I think once you're the, once you're the champ, it's kind of tough to, uh, to maintain and, and stay tenacious. You know, after a while, it's kind of just holding on and towards the end of his career, it looked like he was just holding on to his wins instead of really impressing everybody. You know, but at the end of the day, it was still impressive. <laughs> so I, I'd like to see his return and see the old GSP back, and it should be should be cool to watch. 
Yeah, I think he just needed a couple of years off, GSP. You know? Right. What about? But he was burnt out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see it. You know, hey, listen, if he takes a couple of years off, he comes back. I think it would be great for the sport. You know. Right. But I agree. What about a fighter like Nick Diaz? Um, I like Nick Diaz. I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say I like him. I think he's entertaining. I think he's ex- extremely talented as a fighter. But you know, I wouldn't say that you know he would be my friend if we you know we li- if we lived. <laughs> We live close to each other. We training with each other. You know, I don't like. I don't agree with some of the things he does, but you know, it's an entertainment business, so that's why he's getting paid the big money. With a lot of things he says and you know, right. pointing people, and, and you know, and just taking it to another level, which is you know, which is okay. I, like I said, it's entertaining. It's funny, and you know, and it works. So you know, you can't knock him for it. It's just not my style. Right. You talk about taking it into another level. What right. do you, I, you know? So then, what is your opinion on a guy like Conor McGregor? And then you know all I, that. I actually, yeah, I actually respect Connor a lot more than uh, than than the Diaz. He's a little, he's a, he's better spoken. He's he's a he's a true entertainer. Uh, and the same thing though. You, know, you, you you love him, you hate, you know, but he kind of he kind of annoys you a little bit. But can't knock it, man. There's a reason why he's getting paid the big money, and uh, you know he puts his money where his mouth is. You know, he really is a competitor, just like Nick Diaz, and he goes out there and. Regardless of what he says outside of the cage or the octagon, then he goes in there and he gets his job done most of the time. All right. Now, what do you think would happen? Do you have any predictions? Uh, you know, I, Liz, I hate to do this to you, put you in this position, yeah. but if uh, Conor McGregor ever went back up against Nate Diaz, how do you see that fight going out? You know, it's so hard to, to predict fights because, you know, something could happen. You know, the next fight could be completely different. You know, the first time I thought that McGregor was going to beat him, even though it was at 170. I just, you know, I, I just for some reason thought that he would win. But uh, I think with a full camp, you know, Nate shows, you know, goes the way he he can. You see the best Nate Diaz. I think you know it'll go very similar to the first time they fought. Especially at 170. I mean, these guys are crazy right, fighting. Right, now. Yeah. They're fighting the big boy weight class. You know. Yeah, I definitely thought you know Conor McGregor. I thought that was just too fast to move up in weight like that. I didn't think that was the smartest move. I mean, put me against a 145 pounder. I don't care who it is. Give me, give, give me him. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> exactly. Now, you're a New York fighter. And, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people out there, of course, on Long Island know that there, there's a lot of great gyms here on Long Island. There are some big UFC names. What is your relationship with other UFC champions and ex-champions, uh, most notably guys like uh, Chris Weidman and Matt Serra? Oh, my, I have a great relationship with him. I've, uh, yeah, I've known Chris. Uh, actually, before either one of us were uh, were fighting in the UFC or fighting. Period. We uh, we wrestled together a little bit in Nassau before I got hurt, and uh, you know we, I've known him for probably 15 years now. And uh, and then you know once he started fighting, I started fighting. We fought at different gyms, but whatever we saw, we were cool. Or, you know, we trained together. I actually just talked to him today because we had a, a similar injury. I had to reach out to him and ask him some questions. And um, yeah, he's awesome, man. Well, we we support each other very a lot. Yeah, the long the Long Island connection, which yeah, Long Island guys are all cool. Uh, uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I got to tell you, being from Long Island, and this and this show basically on the Shark is more of an uh, not only a, an MMA show, but it's also entertainment. Which brings me right. to these next questions: Are you a fan of ninety four point three, the Shark? One hundred percent. All right. Um, what, what kind of music do you listen to when you're training? Um, 
I, I like a lot of the stuff that the, the Shark is playing. To be honest, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. You guys, you guys are always bump, bumping uh, my Pearl Jam. Uh, some old school Bush is cool. Sublime. Um, I like it all. To be honest, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm a '90s grunge guy. So you guys kind of play a lot of my throwbacks. Ah, uh, very cool, very cool. What what is uh, what's your walkout song? Um, I, I like hip. I like everything. I, I I've been coming out to hip hop a little bit more. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I'm coming out. To, I came out to, to Slipknot. Uh, yeah. Earlier in my days, I come out to. Uh, I, I I come out to something different. I've been coming out to ASAP Rocky, which is a, a hip hop guy. Then my last fight, I'm trying to. Oh, I came out to the entrance uh, to the song from uh, what's that movie? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Like a creepy song. That's what I came out to my last fight. It was pretty awesome. So you change it up basically from fight yeah, to fight. Yeah, I, like, I like to change it up. Any any hint into what your walkout song is going to be on your uh, big Fox card coming up? I don't know. I, I, I don't. You know, it's not. It's not something that I uh, that I really care that much about. To be honest, it doesn't. You know, I I know that I cared about it. And then when I fought with uh, with, with Court McGee, they uh, I guess they were running behind on, on on the time to the fight, and they didn't even play my walkout song. I'm like, I need my walkout song, and they just put me out in the cage. And they're like, Okay, you guys fight. You ready? I'm like, Oh, my walkout song. And I went and I fought. And as soon as that bell rang, I was like. Ah, I didn't need that walkout song. Now it's not even. I don't even think about it. Right. I actually don't. I don't even think about it until the week of. And they text me, and I'm like, Oh man, I don't. I don't know what will make my walkout song. And I try to think of something right there on the spot. All right. This. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna text you every once in a while. I'm gonna right. try to try to come up with an idea for a walkout song. Right. And you can just tell me yay or nay, Bill. It'll right. just you tell me no, no way. But I'd I'd love to see if we can maybe come up with some cool, uh, you know, walkout tune for you for your next fight. And just right, come cool. up with it. So New York. What's your favorite thing about uh, being from New York? I love the winters here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I love having everything. I love having the beach. I love having you know, my friends and family so close. Uh, you know, I lived down in Florida for a little bit, and I really liked it, and I enjoyed it. I loved the weather there. Uh, but I think having friends and family, and you know, in the nice weather when it's that time of year, I think that's the you know the best thing about it. Next question: New York pizza. What's your favorite uh, pizzeria on Long Island? Or in New York, in New York, because a lot of phenomenal pizzeria. I mean, literally every corner in New York has a phenomenal pizzeria. But everybody always has a favorite. What's your favorite? I, you know, I grew up with Mama's Pizza in uh, in Copac. I used to go down there and just crush uh, shrimp <laughs> slices every, you know. But I just moved away from Copac, so I'm not there anymore. I'm in West Islip, and uh, I miss Mama's. How about this? How about Southside for seafood? Southside Fish and Clam, that's my spot, man. Right on, uh, right on Mato Highway. Well, and, and uh, is that Fourth Street or Broadway? Yeah, yeah. And what about that's, the yeah. what about the Italian ice place that's there? Ralph's well, Ice. That's my boy Mike's place. <laughs> that, 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 that's that. I grew up on 14th Street. That's now 15th Street. So we used to walk up there when I was a kid. Oh, that's great, man. Those were all my spots. Hitting them on the head. All right. And so all the spots basically in Copac. And I got to tell you, for anybody listening, those are no slouch spots right there. If you want no, a great, that, that is extremely famous, really famous. It's jam if you go there between, I would say, June to what's a safe time, probably like late August, September, that place is always, always oh, jammed. The ice place? Yeah, the Italian ice yeah. place. Yeah, it used to be called Brothers Ice, and then they changed it. I guess they bought a, a Ralph's franchise. 
Yeah, they're great. Great stuff. Uh, All right. Sports teams. Islanders or Rangers? Rangers. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not a huge I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I, if I'm if I'm picking if I'm picking the team, it's the Rangers. Uh, unfortunately for you guys, <laughs> that's all right. Mets Mets Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan. Die hard. Oh man, what about yeah. Jets Giants? You man, die hard. Oh, you're a, you're a Giant fan. Yeah. Oh my God. Die hard. Die hard. You man. All right. All right. All right. Um, do you mind giving me a few picks, few fight picks for some up- upcoming fight cards? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, Fabrizio Verdum going up against Stipe Miocic. You gotta go with the homie Stipe. No one, no one's gonna agree with me, but that's, he's my he's my friend, and I uh, I strongly support him, and I actually do believe in him. I think he's going to win. I was so back. I was so undecided on that fight. I love Stipe. I think he's, me too. he's such a good guy, he, and he doesn't even let he doesn't even let. The, the public know about how like with his personality because he's actually a really funny guy and mm-hmm. a real likable guy and no and no one even knows that people don't even think he speaks English because with the name like Steve Miocic I know I they, they think he's foreign right <laughs> I mean come on with a, with a name like Steve I, I mean, know uh, but then he comes and he speaks like he speaks like Gian Volante him uh, and Volante are like brother hey how you doing what's going on yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. how you doing like that oh that's so yeah. funny Talk, you know talking about um, fights coming up big one I know is your boy Chris uh, what's your prediction June 4th Luke Rockhold going back up against Chris Weidman prediction for the fight I gotta go Weidman man you, you can't go away from our New York guys and I think you know he, he, he's focused he's determined to win and uh, I think you're gonna see a different Chris Weidman this time around I think is it listen if you watch that and analyze that fight you know Chris was doing great in that fight. Up and ju- yeah. just, you know, he just made one wrong move and, yeah. you know, Luke kind of capitalized. And, hey, you know. And Luke's not the type of guy you can make a mistake, you know. No, you can't. He's a well rounded guy, and I'm not taking anything away from Luke. I'm, I'm very impressed with what I see from him. But, you know, how are you going to go against our, our, our New Yorkers? And I think Chris has a lot of heart. He's very determined to get that belt back. Give me your thoughts on Anderson Silva. Uh, and Uriah Hall. Unfortunately, that fight was canceled. Give me some of your thoughts on Anderson Silva. Yeah, I was always a huge Anderson Silva fan. I, you know, I thought he was by far the best mixed martial artist I've ever seen, uh, as far as you know, with the, the complete package. And it wasn't like that he had great wrestling. He was just so good at what he was good at. And I think that I don't know what happened to him mentally or. Physically, but you know, he, it almost looks like he's trying to toy around too much. But he's not the same fighter as he was. He, he's almost like he forgot how to fight. That he forgot that it's a fight. And he's like messing around. He can't mess around with someone like Mike Bisbang because the guy's gonna hit you, <laughs> and he's not—he's not moving. He's not gonna quit on you. And it, it was almost—it it, it was tough to watch that fight. A lot of people liked it. I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was boring and, and frustrating to watch. Right. Do you think the fight, you know, uh, having two back-to-back losses against Chris Weidman affected him mentally? I mean, that's an obvious, but... Yeah, 100%. I think the same thing with GSP. I think that once you're at the top for so long, it's kind of hard to, to keep that drive to one of the beat. Now it's just trying to maintain. I think what, what happened, he was just maintaining his wins and kind of toying with some of the guys. And I think, you know, he slipped up with Weidman. He, you know, he might have lost a little bit of a step and, and then came back. And mentally, he kind of... You know, he he kind of forgot who he was, and I think that's what happened. Because even when he came back with Nick Diaz, he should have polished Nick Diaz. No offense to Nick, but 
that should have been an easy, easy victory for him. And he was, I don't know what he was doing. That fight was more frustrating to watch than the, the Bisping fight. I thought, I thought Nick Diaz was kind of was a little brilliant in that fight. He was kind of toying back with uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, I mean, but it like, wasn't, uh, that's not entertaining to me, man. These guys, you know, there's there's people who who, who, who devote their lives to, to being mixed martial artists, and these guys are toying around with each other and getting paid millions of dollars to do it. You know, I could toy around with my kids and you know give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think is going to happen with the rematch between Uriah Faber and Dominic Cruz? Oh, I don't even think that's going to be close. I think Dominic Cruz is on another level. You know, I, I, you know, I like, I, I really like Uriah Faber, but I don't, I don't even think that's going to be close. I think, I think Cruz is going to finish him. All right, you heard it here, folks. And how about BJ Penn going up against Cole Miller? The return, the return. Uh, you know, of anybody else, I would say. Uh, the other guy, but I think BJ should be able to get past uh, Cole Miller just out of experience. I think Cole Miller is a very, very, very tough guy. But I think BJ, you know, he was one of, you know, like I, I mentioned before that I used to idolize a little bit um, GSP. But I, I really like BJ Penn. I like his personality. I like what he brought to the table. I like everything about his game. And then you can just tell his last fight with Frankie Edgar, like, that, you know, he's not the same guy anymore. I agree. Well, I have a yeah. prediction for a fight. July 23rd, UFC on Fox 20. <laughs> Ryan LaFleur going up against Alexander Yakolev. And I think uh, I think you pull out the win, my friend. Yeah, me too. I, I, you know, as long as I'm healthy, I think I pull out the win again. You know, pretty much anybody in the welterweight division. Uh, absolutely. Well, listen, I want to, you know, from time to time, I'd like to invite you back on the show. Oh, I love, I love it, man. I, you know, I, I enjoy the shark. It's my favorite station. I listen to it. It's the first one I put on. And uh, it's always the first one I check back to when, uh, you know, when you guys are on a commercial. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to, you know, it's an honor to be on the show. And I'll always, uh, I'll be uh, looking out for you guys. Absolutely. You heard it first here, people. Ryan said if you don't tune into the shark, he's going to come there and kick your ass. <laughs> hey, good luck. Good luck on July 23rd, and we will talk to you very soon, man. All right, cool. Thanks, Billy. You're Take welcome, care. brother. This is Shark Fights on 94.3theshark.com with Billy Mira.